It's time for Green and Gold Insiders on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Green and Gold Insiders here on a Friday for Insight unlike any other. It's Jason Wildy, Wildy and Tausch, 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, a fan of the holiday season, a fan of the Kringle jingle. If you've not heard Jason sing, I'm telling you, he can belt it to the back row. Hello, Wildy. Hi, guys. Love what you're doing uh, with Capco today. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys are there, and I'm glad Capco does this. It's such a neat thing. Yeah, this is a very cool opportunity, that's right, for, uh, for kids to help other kids out in the community. A lot of high school students walking around here, Jason, middle school students coming in as well, just sort of uh, part of the organizing party. Certainly a community event. Uh, it also reminds me of some of the times in Green Bay, I know it's a little bit different, where you'd uh, occasionally in the month of December see some big boxes in the offensive lineman's locker. Uh, <laughs> is there a team gift exchange happening this year that you know of? Uh, well, they play on Christmas Eve, so they'll have to wait and see if they're on the naughty list or the nice list, and then Santa will uh, deliver accordingly. But uh, they seem to be trending very much toward the nice list with the way they're playing. And all these young guys, I'm guessing that they're still fully expecting uh, the big fellow with his uh, sleigh and, and eight tiny reindeer to be swinging by their homes, given their youth. So this is pretty amazing. After 12 games, if I would have told you at the beginning of the season, Jason, that the Packers would have the exact same record as the Bengals and Bills, what would you have said? I would have said uh, Josh Allen must not be playing very well and Joe Burrow must be hurt. Um, And on top of that, that the Packers were starting to hit their stride. Look, I, I thought they would hit a stride. They hit it way earlier than I thought. I certainly did not think they would be at six and six when I picked them to go six and 11. I thought, I thought it was going to be really rough. I thought it was going to be, you know, maybe three and nine going into the, to the last five games. And instead here they are sitting at six and six and very much a playoff contender. So it's been impressive. Jordan love has been better, faster, even though I, I had a inkling that he was going to improve in a meaningful way. And he has, it just happened more quickly. And more importantly, all these young guys around him, have made things better for him. We just, uh, I just stepped out of our press conferences with the assistant coaches and, you know, Adam Stenovich, the offensive coordinator and I were talking about how, you know, he's got more responsibility now at the line of scrimmage and he's changing plays at the line of scrimmage more often. It's not that they didn't think he could do it. It was that with all these young guys around him, if he changed the play at the line of scrimmage, then there's that much more thinking going on for all the other 10 guys that are on the field. So, it's all coming together, and now I'm eager to see how the final game, five games play out. Jason, you got the sense, even when the team was struggling there in October, really throughout the month, that they were still one unit. You know, everyone was kind of rowing in the same direction, if you would. I, obviously, they've, they've gotten off for, or have kind of righted the ship a little bit, and there's a lot of season to go and playoffs and all this kind of stuff, but it... it did that help kind of get through some of the lumps where the everyone seems like they're on the same page? You know, there's no real guy outside of maybe a David Bakhtiari or a, or a Jair Alexander that, that, that stands above the rest in the public perception, not in the locker room, but in public perception. Do you get the sense that that camaraderie has kind of helped lift this team as we head into uh, mid-December? Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing about it, Mike, is that you look at what they've done, and they've done it without David Bakhtiari all year. They've done it on defense with Jair Alexander missing more games, seven, than he's played, five. Uh, they've done it without Aaron Jones for long stretches, right? Even when he was playing, he was on limited pitch counts, and now 
you know, he's practiced a little bit this week. I, I don't think he's going to play on Monday night, but he might be back uh, the following week against Tampa here. So they, they've done it without the, the veteran players. I, I do think that there is something to, you know, they're, they're just all a bunch of young players. Like, they, it kind of feels like, and, and they're obviously elite athletes. I'm not demeaning them in any way when I say this, but it's kind of like you got a really good group of juniors and seniors in high school, right? That are their classmates and they hang around, they do stuff together. There's not the, you know, the 40 year old quarterback and the 34 year old wide receiver. They're all kind of in the same age group, and there is definitely a, a cohesiveness and a connectivity that they have that's got a little bit of a feel of like a high school or of a college team that they're all kind of in this together. Yeah, almost like you don't really know any better. Like the losing doesn't hurt as much because you don't know anything. You know, you don't. You don't really. You're not. You're not ending your career here. Looking towards the end, you're. You're just kind of going through the bumps and bruises like you do with your buddies. Yeah, they're like they're really. I mean, not to be uh, too simplistic, but they're really excited to be playing in the NFL, right? I mean, the, the novelty is certainly not worn off. They're excited, and, and I think there is a value in not knowing what you don't know. And they don't seem to get overly phased by pressure because they don't think about that. They just they just want to make sure that they don't make a mistake and that they uh, are are you know playing with some measure of confidence, even as they learn on the fly. But it is like I said going into this season. You know, you looked at the roster. Um, I kind of expected this was going to be unlike any other season I've covered, and so far it has lived up to that. So now the messaging changes, right, Jason? The Packers have gone from the hunters i guess for lack of a better term to in playoff position and presumably the hunt did after two of the most believable back-to-back wins any team in the league has had this season how does matt lafleur's messaging change to keep the team that is young and inexperienced grounded through the final quarter-ish of the season yeah i I do think that's been a focus for him this week greg i i you know because the the giants aren't very good right like these guys are aware of that. They're not living in a bubble of, you know, I mean, Saquon Barkley's a good player, but they got, you know, Danny DeVito's nephew at quarterback and Tommy DeVito, and they've had all kinds of issues in New York, and not as bad as the Jets, of course. But, you know, I, I think one of the messages is just, hey, we're not, we haven't done anything yet. Like, LaFleur kept going back to this. You know, I know we're acting differently, but they're a 500 team. I guess I know they're in the seventh spot in the playoff seating. And, yes, they've won three in a row and four of their last five. But the bottom line is they, they don't even have a winning record. So you guys haven't accomplished anything just yet. You're trending in the right direction. But I think it was very clear that Matt LaFleur wanted to make sure they understood, hey, we, we ain't even anywhere close to being done with all the stuff we got to get done around here. All right, from an injury standpoint, where do things stand today? I know the Packers will have the benefit of an, an extra day. I'm not sure how much that will matter for those on the injured list, but what are we looking at from Monday night from a health perspective? Yeah, I think Watson will be ruled out tomorrow. Uh, I think maybe they will list uh, Aaron Jones as doubtful, or maybe they'll rule him out. And this is just my educate, relatively educated guessing here. Um, you know, I think those are... Those are the two guys that certainly you're most interested in. Um, beyond that, you know, I think most of these other guys are going to be able to play. There's a little bit of a question about Darnell Savage who's dealing with an issue, and there's a, you know, a couple guys with shoulder injuries. But it's really, you know, is Jair, who talked in the locker room today, you know, is Jair finally going to get back out there? Um, he, he basically said if he's not 100%, he doesn't feel like he should play. And 
Um, I don't think he's going to be 100%, so that leads me to wonder if he's going to be out for and now an eighth game and fifth in a row. Listen to he and the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher, 9 to noon. It's Wildey and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin. Also read his work in the Wisconsin State Journal. Jason, have a great weekend, man. We will talk to you again on Monday prior to the game against the Giants. Indeed you will. All right, guys. Take care. Be good.